Welcome to The Dip, the podcast where we discuss our all-time favorite theme park experiences and ask, which attractions would we want to keep us company if we were stranded on a deserted island? Each episode, we invite a new guest onto the show to share the story of their favorite attractions and how it has shaped their relationship with theme parks. We'll delve into theme parks' emotional and personal significance for our guests. Join us as we journey through the deeply personal connections our guests have formed with the hobby and the impact it's had on their lives. I'm delighted to welcome today's guest to The Dip Podcast, a man of many talents, a podcaster, a YouTuber, some call him the influencer's influencer. My friend, Bobby Healy. Hello there. The influencer's influencer. I'll take it. I'll say some people. It's me. Yeah, that makes sense. We've known each other quite a while, so I think I have a pretty good idea of how your island is going to shape up. But there might be some curveballs, so let's see as we get into it. As is the first time, I'll do a bit of explanation. We've got four sections that we'll use to get to know you. Piper, that's where we start building the island. We find out a little bit more about your preferences. We move on to Giga. This is where we travel back a little to dive into your history. We go to Strata. Here, we do the deepest dive into your relationships with theme parks. And of course, the finale. You have to end with a nighttime spectacular. Section one, Hyper. So are you ready, Bobby, for the Hyper? I'm glad I'm laying down, that's for sure. I'm ready. You ready? Right, we're going to start easy. Nice, easy question. What roller coaster would you like on your desert island? Oh, you say easy. You're saying easy. That's not easy, is it? Um, I guess, I guess it would have to be Velocicoaster. Now, I go, I battle back in my head of what's my favourite coaster all the time. Is it still Vengeance? Is it Velocicoaster? Is it the Ride to Happiness? But I think for the theme... Jurassic Park or World, sorry. It has to be Velocicoaster. It's got raptors in the queue. You guys see them every day. I mean, that'd be good. Would it be up there for you if it wasn't Jurassic Park? As a coaster on its own. As a coaster on its own. Maybe a random theme. Probably something dark because most coasters have a dark theme. I think that's a very good question. And I think, would it be my number one? No. In fact, I'm not actually sure it is because I can't make my mind up. (laughs) Um, probably not. I still say top five. I think it's still a top five coaster, but you are right. The theme and obviously the movie franchise it's attached to gives it a nice little bump. But I think, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with it. If I'm on a desert island, I think that having a bit of one of your favourite movie franchises there would warm your heart, no? I think so. Yeah. Is it though that it's also on your most favourite theme park in the world. Does that add to the... (laughs) I think it has an advantage, yes. But it's a great coaster. And it'd give me that little bit of... I mean, this is going to be the theme of this chat, I reckon. It's going to be a lot of island stuff. You know, I think it would give me a little taste of what was. If I was there, there's a a bit of Islands of Adventure, a bit of Jurassic Park, World, whatever you call it, franchise. And a great coaster there as well. I'm sticking. You're sticking? I'm okay, sticking. Okay, okay. I get you. Because I know your your history with the ride. It's one of those, we watched it open during lockdown for yeah. us. So there was a lot of wait, a lot of anticipation. And obviously it hit that anticipation for you. 
yeah, the hype was real on that, wasn't it? I think that was like, for me, was that, would you say the same? Or I think for a lot of us, with Bio on, on Twitter doing the photos and Alicia doing her bits, would you, I think that was the most coveted coaster I had seen in terms of media, pictures, uh, maps, and so on, out of major coasters since we've been enthusiasts. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think back to <clears throat> like air, but it was a very different world back then. Yeah. Um, you had to literally once a year a plane would fly over and get a picture. So <laughs> I don't think anything is, we've not been able to watch something in real time from the, the rumours and the, the digging starting outside the Discovery Centre. We've not seen anything like that. No, I think it's kind of the, not the first by any stretch, but it was like, covered by all media wasn't it like it was like we just saw every type of media about this ride and then i think obviously as you say it was being built during covid so we were just at home <laughs> staring at pictures of those things so and it lived up to it so yeah i'm okay. sticking okay coast. we'll go with that i'm hoping it's not going to turn into you rebuilding <laughs> islands of adventure well you invited the wrong guest yeah, onto this show but we'll see we'll see <laughs> Um, right, let's get to know you a little bit better. So if oh. you could pick a card. Oh, no. Hang on. This is just nice and easy, icebreaker level. Oh, this makes me... Right. That one. What's a place you need to travel to before you die? Ooh. What's a place you need to travel to? Japan. Gotta be... Oh, okay. Gotta be Japan. I think it's... Not just for the theme parks, because I think the country looks stunning. That's why I'd like to... Obviously... Being a theme park fan, visit the the Disney parks and the Universal out there. Um, but I think as a country, it's something I, it's a place I'd always wanted to go and yet haven't managed to make it over there. And obviously, the last few years have delayed that even further. I think out of everything, I still obviously West Coast of U US is up there for me. I've never been there. I'd love to go and visit there. But I think, yeah, I think Japan has to be number one for me. And I think we were talking earlier and we've done a lot of the, we were very lucky to have done a lot of the main parks in, well, the east side of the US, yeah. Europe. So the last kind of frontier for you would be Japan. So it makes sense. Yeah. Um, from a theme park perspective and from a travel perspective, like if I wanted to do a bit of both, I think... Japan would tick both boxes, like I said, I haven't been there, but I just think this seems like that you could cover a lot of beautiful things out there as well as my favourite hobby in the world. So I think, yeah, I think out of the whole world, like I know there's Australia, I've never been to, Canada would love to see at some point, but I think, yeah, Japan has to be number one for me. Yep. It makes sense to me, I, I, I believe you. Some of us already been there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally only been to Disneyland, didn't see any of the sites, but I claim it. I'll You've been it. to Disney Sea. That's not many people can claim that one. No, no. I'd say as well, if you are going to Japan, you might as well go to China and Hong Kong while you're there. Oh, you might as well. Yeah. Why not? Do do them all in one one hit. That'd be nice. Okay, so on your island, obviously mm -hmm. you can't just be theme parking all the time. Oh, well you can. <laughs> but you also <laughs> kind of ride Velocicoaster all the time if it's raining oh, yeah, yeah, you might want to just chill out in your island shack uh, and watch a film uh, what films had the biggest impact on your life and why is it significant to you oh my um, listen I think growing up 
I know it's probably quite a basic answer, but like the Disney, that was a huge era of Disney films. You know, the Lion Kings, the Aladdins, the, the Toy Stories. And like, that was a huge, that kind of spilled into my love of theme parks, as well going to Disney parks and so on. So obviously Disney films had a huge impact in that sense. Like, in terms of now, you know, putting those aside, I don't know really. I, I guess like, I was going to say something like Interstellar. <laughs> now, <laughs> that might be a weird one too, because the film as itself wasn't like the most amazing film ever made, but I think like the audio and like the whole concept of it was quite scary. Now, do I want that on a desert island when I'm on my own? Yeah, I'm not sure, I'm not sure Interstellar's <laughs> the, the best comfort film. No, maybe not. But I think there's something about, uh, I think it's Hans Zimmer on that. That, that music, I, I've listened to that soundtrack as many as probably the most out of any kind of film score, I reckon. Maybe not Jurassic Park, but um, Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park Calypso. Would be up there. Calypso, okay. Jurassic Park, of course. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, Jurassic Park would be up there, but no, do you know what? I think in terms of if I was to be on a desert island, it couldn't be something like Interstellar, because like you say, it's, it's, it's not cheerful. It's not going to remind you of much, except for that film's about pretty much the world is dead and you're, you're on your own and you're going to try and find something else. So I guess I, I guess it would be, it's a basic answer, but probably those Disney films, because they do remind you. Like, you're saying all Disney films. I'm, I, right, if I had to say one, it'd be Lion King all day. Um, the remake, of course, the live action. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I think just you'd get a, a hit of nostalgia. Like that's that's growing up, that's watching it with family. That's you know, I, I, it's an absolutely incredible film. Um, again, Hans Zimmer, by the way, master at work. I think it I is, didn't know. I think it's Hans Zimmer, please. Oh, we can't check. So we'll well, get, we'll sorry get, if it yes. wasn't. Um, All I remember is Elton John. Yeah, but that was like the uh, like the, the end, yeah. But during the film, oh yeah, yeah, the the actual soundtrack film. I'm not sure if it's Hans Zimmer and Tim good, Rice. Good on him. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I could have just said like Anyway, yeah, I would say Lion King. I just think that hit of everything growing up, that okay. would be my pick. We'll lock, we'll lock it in then. Yeah. Cool. So now we're going to move on to the Giga section. Section two, Giga. So we're starting to get a bit, a bit higher in the air. I'm already feeling tired from this. <laughs> so... This is quite a tricky one, and you've got to have a real think back on this. What is your first theme park memory? Ooh. First theme park memory. Oh, first theme park memory is tough. I, I would say one of my earliest was probably going... Actually, it probably one of my first as well was going my mum to Thorpe's and Chessington's, but I would say that Thorpe would be the one that I can remember properly. I would say my mum used to take me every year, Thorpe Park every summer, which is mad because this was before anything was really, like major was built. So I think this was, I think Tidal Wave would have been the only major investment at that time. That would have been my first time at Thorpe. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that was, um, like I was, I was extremely privileged and lucky to have gone to like Orlando with my family when I was very, very young. But memory-wise, you know, that I, I can't say that was like something that I can remember too much. Like I know, you know, I was too young. I would say when I was started to remember and realise what going to these theme parks would have been, yeah, going to Fall Pivot, and yeah, it was just tidal wave, I think. And then X would have been there. 
I believe. Yeah. Would it have been X No Way Out back then, or was it just X? I can't, it backwards. Would have been, it would have been. It would have been there. Maybe the disco version of X. Yeah. 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 I believe it was, and I've still got the photo at home with me and my mum on it. Me pulling this face, I was terrified because that was. I wouldn't go on anything. That, that that would have been the biggest thing I would have done back then, and even now I didn't enjoy. So I would say, yeah, those would have been my earliest. Like, yeah, every summer holidays, mum put me in the car onto Fort Park, and then yeah, as you, we carried on doing that, and they just kept adding stuff year after year. At that point, yeah, I think we got the. There was almost the. Was it the free flats? What you got? What was it? Was it Eclipse? The Ferris wheel detonator. Yeah. Vortex, maybe en- not Enterprise, that sounds, yeah. but yeah, then they really started every year. You'd get something. Yeah. So what was first? Like they, they it was Colossus, right? Colossus, Nemesis, yeah. then Inferno, then Saw. I want to say was that was it Saw or Swarm? I think Saw. Yeah. And then Saw. Yeah, I yeah. thought Saw was like well, I don't know, but to be fair, that might have been even Saw might have come too late when I stopped going because I think Saw was like two thousand nine. Yeah. So I, I don't think I was going with my mum then, but I think the period where it, they added Colossus and Nemesis, and I would never have gone on those until eventually I rode Nemesis at Towers. That's when it all changed. But so was, was Nemesis at Towers your first big first, coaster, what yeah. you'd class as a big coaster? That was with my dad, and I did not want to do it. But it changed everything, because from that moment there wasn't a coaster, really, that I wouldn't have gone on. And then going back to Fulp with my mum, and Colossus was there, and I finally did it, and, and Nemesis, so... Yeah, I think that's my earliest proper, proper theme park memory. That's good. That's good. So probably the worst questions come to now because the UK is terrible for them. But what is dark ride that you want installed on your desert island? Anywhere in the world. Pick any dark ride. I, I mean, I can have a guess at what you're going to pick and what your favorites are. But let's, let's ask the question anyway. The the obvious answer is obviously Spider-Man at Islands of Adventure, but we're, we're not going to build the second thing. But that's my favourite dark ride in the world. That's obvious. I think that's my entire personality on anything I do. But I think if I was to pick one to go on a desert island, there's some real front runners there. I'd say something like Haunted Mansion would be up there, slash Phantom, love them both, at Disneyland Paris. Um, and obviously E.T. at Universal. Um Pirates at Disneyland Paris, incredible ride. Um, but I think if I was to pick Desert Island-wise, it would have to be E.T., just because of the memories I've got attached to it. It's not the best dark ride in the world, not by a long, long stretch. But I think if if I'm trying to think of myself plonked on this island, yeah. obviously I think obviously Spider-Man is a much better dark ride, and, and things like Rise of Resistance are much better rides, but I just think it has to be E.T. And, I, and you could kind of, you could chill in E.T., Whereas yeah. Spider-Man Rise, it's all action. This is it. Like you're not going to just chill in the queue of Spider-Man. No, you as can't. nice as it is and as replicant of the comic books, you're going to chill in E.T. No, I, don't, I don't need Jonah J. Jameson like, screaming at me in the queue that something's going wrong. I want to chill with Britannicus. Imagine that on a hot day, walking that forest, just chill out. E.T., dialing home. Yeah, you got the smell. You got the smell. Well, what's left sort of it? Can am I allowed to have it when the smell scent company you can was have, in? You business? can pick a year. Yeah. Let's go you for the nineties then, okay. when everything was working and there was an actual smell in there. I, it has to be like it means too much to me not to be. That's a good pick. We'll lock it in. 
it's in it's universal base so it's far universal That's island so far. No one. okay so now it's time to pick another card oh God. and this question is going to be a little bit deeper this time oh wow so you got one what's a memory you never want to let go of oh okay oh like i said i'm glad i'm laying down okay we're going to keep this kind of theme park related I guess a memory. Can it be? You don't idea? have to. Don't have to be theme parks. It would. A memory would be, kind of any holiday with my nan and granddad. I think that's. Uh, they were a big part of my, my family. They were. They were the family. Like no doubt about it. Like when we lo- when we lost them, I think that was a. Uh, the family's been. What's the word I'm looking for? Not fractured because we we're still good family. You don't. You don't have that central place where. You know, on a Saturday, you could turn up, and there's probably someone else there as well. That's it. Yeah. It was they were they were they were the family, and I think any family with them, uh, any thing with them, whether it's a holiday, let's just say, yeah, a holiday to Orlando or something, or a holiday to we used to go to Cyprus or whatever. I think if that was a memory, like when we were all together, you know, we were obviously young kids, but parents, brothers, sisters, cousins, all together. I think you, if you could do that again, I think that would be the thing I'd pick out of anything, 100%. That's good to, good to hear. And yeah, like you can tell looking through the photos you've posted and, and such, you can tell the kind of relationship there and the relationship with theme parks as well. And I guess you probably wouldn't be as big a fan if it wasn't for them. No, no, without doubt. My granddad was the vlogger, the OG vlogger. <laughs> like, he was in the 90s going down vlog flumes with the camera. You know what? You know, you know as you're a. An audio visual fan that carrying those things, yeah, they, they weren't easy. So, yeah, like those, they, they were the biggest part of my love for Orlando. Like that, that they started going there, Florida as a whole. They used to go to Florida before they started going to Walt Disney World and stuff and and Universal. But that's why my love for that place is obviously as high as it is because, and that's why I've got such happy memories there because because of them. So, I think that would be. That would be the answer, yeah. That would be the memory sticking with you while you're stranded. Always. No, no, I don't think anything could come close to replacing that. Sticking with the kind of personal stuff, I know music plays a massive role in your life, professionally as well as personally, and you obviously need a soundtrack on your island. So what's an album that's had a massive impact on you? <laughs> and we all know what the answer is. <laughs> well, we don't know the album, but we know the artist for definite. <laughs> yeah. He's obviously going to be the weekend, I guess. Listen, there's been some amazing albums. Like, if you're talking about shaping my life, oh, I, I, I don't know. But I think that that, that soundtrack, did, uh, I'd say Dawn FM is the obvious one from the weekend. And I know that's like, oh, Regency bias or something like that. But it's also come with a shift in my career. Like, a, you know, that working on those tours and, and so on has also been me progressing at work and better times from when I was 10 years ago. So I would say it, it sounds like the easiest and most obvious answer in the world because probably looking back, there might have been some other albums. There are better albums. But I think in terms of impact, it was, you know, standing there only, I know, again, Regency Bias, but only this summer standing there at a tour that I'm working on for my favourite artist, hearing my favourite album in a very, very long time. I would have to pick that, I reckon. I don't know if I could associate an album with that kind of stage in my life i guess and i think you have to add to it the whole although it's recent the whole lockdown situation uh was all around the time the album released yeah. if i'm remembering rightly 
also for those that don't know you took a trip to orlando just to go to a weekend haunted house <laughs> yes i did um so book that one a week before i went so although it's recent you can tell the impact yeah I, I've, I've i've loved this music for years but i think like you say during that time it was scary for everyone right people losing obviously losing jobs worse things were obviously going on as well and at that time it was like i don't know whether i'm gonna ever work in live music again so i think that album coming out and then it kind of went full circle to then you're finally here at that show and it's like yeah this that was a cool cool moment i think it was like a, a proud moment so i think i always associate that album with that i guess and you've got another show is it next week the yeah. last show of the tour yeah, last one of the well of the Europe leg. He's he's oh, off to South America, okay. but we don't work on that. So we don't care about that one. Nah, that's, right, at no. that point he's gone. We need a new album. See you, see you soon. Oh, that, that's your soundtrack sorted. Done, obvious, but expected. I yeah. don't. Yeah, expected. I am who I am. Section three, Strata. So we're gonna go into the stratosphere now. Oh my goodness! So little behind the scenes info for anyone listening. We're currently recording this in a stargazing pod <laughs> at Alton Towers. It's the day before Towers Time's massive summer festival event, unofficially known as the Glastonbury for Enthusiasts. Thinking about that, what moment did you first consider yourself a theme park enthusiast? You don't have to use the word enthusiast. I, <laughs> I don't mind enthusiast. I can't stick doozy. I can't say it. No. I'm not even going to say it. Uh, I, I, I can't get on board with that. Sorry to anyone who does. But enthusiast, yes. Um, I think, I think if we're looking back, I remember again, shock and horror back at Universal in Orlando, and this isn't even to do with theme parks. And I think I've told this story before, but I think when I got really, really excited in the car park for Universal, when I realized that the parking areas were all to do with characters, yeah, like E.T., Jaws, um, King Kong and, and others, and I, I remember being like, that's that's a that's a cool way. Even though Disney done it, I obviously hadn't picked up on it at that point. But I think at Universal, I was like, and I remember turning to my mum and being like, that, that's that's clever, that. Because you're going to remember, oh, I'm in King Kong 15 or whatever. And I remember she turned around and said, it was probably the most boring thing I've ever said in my life. And that's when I realised perhaps I'm more interested. And that was a car park, not even to yeah, do with the ride. That's not even theming. That's not, that's <laughs> not theming. theming. You themed the car park. Oh. Is that theming? That's no. that's signage. Well, Hollywood do a better job, I think. I think they at least put a proper, you know, like ET garage, and they put the proper, you know, like the ET sign on the, above the ride. Yeah, it's actual artwork rather than just a picture of ET in black and white. I don't know. I got dropped off in an Uber on like the second floor of a multi-story. Oh, and you've been there, and I haven't. So I don't know. Wow. Someone will know. Observant. Yeah. Anyway, so I think that was like, yeah, I'm into this, and I, going home and drawing theme parks on like pieces of paper my own theme parks and i'd even put the car park and the parking prices oh on that. i'm back to trying to make park. money trying make, yeah money. well you got it didn't you i think maybe i was maybe i'm a car park enthusiast because i drew them on the map maybe what do you think to the stargazing car park it's it's nice blue lines blue lines, different yeah. and i think i remember playing roller coaster tycoon 2 and put in, you couldn't do a car park, obviously, but no. put in a load. So you made your own mod so that you could have car parks? No, I wasn't that advanced. No, I'd put the grey pathway down and you could almost make a car park. No one was there, but 
there was a car park. So is your your favourite roller coasters would be the old Six Flags car park coasters because it's the best of both worlds? I'm going to say no because no, basically. Um, but I think, truly going back to the question, I think when we all kind of locked down and I think everyone came to Twitter, right? I, I had I actually had a different account back then which was from when Twitter started in like whenever it was and I still had school friends and stuff like that on it and I think I thought right do you know what I didn't realize because I can't remember what had happened but I saw a post about theme parks I was like really interested I was like oh and I could see people replying and it was almost like there was this whole world out there I didn't realize I didn't think I was the only theme park enthusiast in the world but I never really got into theme park forums or YouTube at that stage I was just kind of like a I, I saw rides when I went like I, I wasn't tuned into construction and stuff like that and I think when lockdown happened, I kind of thought, oh, I'm going to start fresh and start a, an account to do with theme parks. And that's when I met you and Claire and, and so many people made so many friends who all had the same interests. Yeah, we, we everyone argues about everything every day to do with coasters and so on. But I think that that was when I not truly became a thesis, but I was allowed, I felt like I had someone... I don't know how to explain it, but like I would go to theme parks with perhaps college friends, but it was like a once a year. They weren't into it. It was just oh, should we do they, that? They, they would they would moan if you wanted to ride something twice. Yeah, it wasn't those kind of trips. It was oh, let's do a couple of coasters and go home. Like you know, I went, obviously with parents earlier on. I it, I think I then realised, oh hey, I could, I could almost be myself a little bit more once, and I think that's when I truly felt at home as an enthusiast, I could, I could tweet geeky stuff and not be judged for it. Well, I say judged, but you know what I mean? You're it, saying there's no judgment in the enthusiast <laughs> community. Of course, I think it. But yeah, I, I would say, going back to Christian, I, I, I think truly that time, even though it was a scary time for everyone, I think that was, it was mad, wasn't it? We were just, everyone was online. It almost came together at once. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got thrown in a group chat. We didn't know each other. No. I didn't want Tom, to reply on the, it. Tommy, Tommy threw us in a group chat. Yep. We watched the Imagineering story. That was the point of it. I think. Because Disney well, Plus yeah. just launched. It was like a watch along. Yeah. And then uh, we went Fright Nights. Yeah. And I said, oh, can you come in amaze with me? Because I don't want to do it on my own. <laughs> well, my wife, Kelly, sat in Pop Shark. And then, yeah, and then we ended up on a three-week road trip around America and all over the place. And here we are in a stargazing pod. Here we are in a stargazing pod. That is cool. I think it's cool. It's and I cool. think I met so many people during that face like for all of those scary times i think that was truly yeah i can i can be i'm, I'm an enthusiast not Susie. not Susie. no one's a Susie. okay back to your island yeah we need one more ride okay what's the ride that means the most to you like some people call it maybe a coaster zero or a ride zero you're okay. not ranking rides you're saying that's the one that means the most to me well i've almost done that already with ET, because yeah. that does genuinely mean the most to me, just because of who I've been on it with, how many times I've been on it, the nostalgia. But I think if I was to pick something else, oh, that's a good question. What would be... Okay, that is a tough one. And I know it's going to say, here I go again. It's got to be Spider-Man now, because, listen, I gave ET as an answer, like I said, it's, it's incredibly sentimental to me. That is my ride zero on everything. And Spider-Man may be the mummy, but I think Spider-Man, again, A, because it's 
it's my favourite ride in the world. Above any coaster, above anything, it's my favourite ride in the world. So now I get to ride it along with ET. Um, but again, I've been on it with with quite a few family and friends. Um, as it has to be, like if if you if you used to, if I'm thinking about this and it's like yeah, yeah get some variety, Bob. Like you basically just built Universal Orlando on a desert island, but also it's like yeah, now I get ET, I get Spider Man, and I get Velocicoaster. Yeah, I'm I'm so obvious. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say if if Islands of Adventure never existed, do you think you'd be an enthusiast? Yeah. You still think you'd have the, if on your Orlando trips, you'd have just had the Disney parks and Universal Studios park. 100%. You'd still be an enthusiast. Yeah, because it started with Disney. Okay. Like we used to, growing up, we used to, it was Disney for a holiday and then one day at uni, Universal. Islands, I'd say Islands really only became a park that I loved probably in the last five, six years. Not saying I didn't enjoy it. But I think I grew up to appreciate it's got IPs that I love. Um, I think the theming's just incredible. Music's great. And it's got some of my favourite rides in the world there. Adding Velocicoaster there just sealed the deal. Uh, but if you... Okay, fair question. If, if that part was to not be on my list, I guess probably Nemesis. Because in its original form, because we don't know what the new... <laughs> I know it's going to be the we, same. We don't know strange red, black track. <laughs> I'm not getting involved in that. I'm not getting involved in that right now. Judge it when we ride it, James. Okay. I was going to ride the same, so it'll be great. You don't know that. It's a new track. What, do you think I'll stick a backwards car on? I don't. Standard Merlin. But it's thicker track. Who knows? Is it thicker track? Or, or, or has it, it just got some more sand in it or something? <laughs> I don't know. You don't know if it's going to ride the same. But maybe Nemesis, because that has a huge significance in my life. I didn't ride coasters, and the biggest thing I'd ever been on in my at that point was probably X or like Space Mountain, I guess. Uh, but D Disney for some like Disney coasters for some reason don't count. Like <laughs> I see kids going on Space Mountain Paris, which obviously has inversions, who will never go on any other coaster. But Disney, it's Disney, so it's fine. Yeah, it almost puts my like dad a... has gone on Indiana Jones in Disneyland Paris with his two heart attacks. But obviously, he's not going to go on Nemesis or stealth but oh it's a disney park so it's fine yeah. it's this weird even though it's actually quite an intense coaster yeah. it's di i think there's a disney gloss to it and also maybe because it's indoors and maybe people don't realize like yeah yeah i know we didn't know the first time no i had no idea didn't I, di I didn't even see at that point it properly launched as well like it didn't stop at had the, the full yeah the full show and at that point even though because i don't know if it still does it does right it still opens up no, for it. no oh, it doesn't even do it doesn't that open up no smoke Wow. Yeah. Ouch. But saying that, like the first time I did it, I even didn't put two and two together, watch this coaster launching up the track and think, actually, I don't ever want to do this. But by the time I went to Disneyland Paris for the first time, I had done Nemesis, so I was okay. But yeah, actually, let's take away Spider-Man just because let's, let's go different. I think it has to be Nemesis. That has a huge significance in my life because that was the coaster that made me you know, I think I would have still been a theme park fan, even if I didn't love coasters, but to this level, not a chance. Would I have gone on that trip with, to the US? No way. Like, it has to be Nemesis then because of that significance of made me love roller coasters. Cool. We'll lock it in. Yep. So we've got the last question. Oh. So this this can get quite deep, but you've got to pick a card oh again. Oh, my goodness. Okay, that one. What is an experience you would want to relive over again? 
so many, so many huge moments. Right? It doesn't have to be theme park. So many huge moments. I think getting my job was a even just the first job was it was a moment I'll never forget because at that point in my life I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I think everyone has that, don't they? At some point, it's like I don't know what I want to do, where I want to do it. So that was huge. And also, if we're going to do a, a theme park answer in there as well, I think with family stuff aside, I would say walking in to see the point with views. I th- that was a special moment because I think also, like, that's my theme park answer was, yeah, I've done some incredible things, but I remember Cedar Point being that one park. Even, like, Dollywood was obviously bucket list and a few of the others were. There was, There's always been something, I don't know if you're the same about Cedar Point, it's always been that bucket list for me. Yeah, it's, it's kind of the park that you think as a 15, 16-year-old, well, I'm never going to get there, yeah. but it looks cool online. Yeah, watching Coaster Falls And the, you're kind of standing across, is it Lake Erie, I want to say? I, I might so, have got yeah. that completely yeah. wrong. Um, because we stayed at whatever the hotel is called that is opposite, but not on the actual peninsula. Yeah. And when you just look across and that skyline, it's mad. And then you get to the car park and you've got gatekeeper just flying, flying across the entrance. Yeah. That, that for me, like theme park wise, I just remember getting emotional because I was just like, it, there was, yeah, like you say, I remember watching like Coaster Force videos and, and so on and thinking, oh, I'll never get to this place. It was the old travel channels, like, yeah top through rides in the world and it would be millennium force probably back yeah. then and it hadn't built yeah no no still vengeance yeah. back then no that was a huge moment because we traveled we, we were well into our trip by then right that you was know? second to last part yeah so that was what 10 days in thousand odd miles yeah um and like i had that i had similar feelings at dollywood i had similar feelings at silver dollar because they were bucket lists as well but i think I just remember, I think we were all just walking into that park. So I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe this was the, this was the park I genuinely thought I will never, ever come to. And to meet friends and to be able to plan this within a few years and go and do it. Yeah, I'd say I've given you three there. but mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are all pretty moments that will, you know, stick with me forever. That sounds good to me. So back to the island again. The one last time. Yep. The finale. You gotta have a finale. Is there a, a nighttime spectacular or show that you'd want to end your day? I'll say end your day every day on the island. You probably wouldn't want it every day, but what would be your oh, what else you got? Yeah. You might as well have a spectacular, might you? Yeah. You know, I know you, you might be tired from riding Nemesis and ET all day. <laughs> have a lost coaster. It's gotta be ready to begin. It's got to be happily ever after. Got to be. I've never, I've never seen it. You haven't seen it. Now, when I was in Orlando, um, the only time I would have had the chance to see it, it was uh, the Christmas show instead. Uh, that's a banger, though. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Magic Kingdom knows what they're doing. Like I, I, what was the one they just got rid of? The fifty enchantment. Enchantment. I, I clowned that at first, but actually seeing it live was, was actually all right. But. I think you throw you throw them Disney songs on anything, and they're gonna just take you back to your childhood, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, I've I've listened. Like Wishes was fantastic. It's it's a Disney show, like Universal and, and other parks. They they do some great stuff, spe- great spectaculars, but nothing hits you. Like I said, going back to my earliest answers, like Lion King, Disney films. Growing up, there's no company that smacks you in the heart quite like Disney when when they when they do it right. 
And I think for me, Happily Ever After, like I said, I remember Wishes a lot, but I think once they added projection mapping, that changed spectaculars. Now they're, they're moved on to drones and stuff. I haven't managed to see any show yet with drones, but um, I think the projection mapping mixed in with the fireworks, mixed in with an absolutely unreal soundtrack has to be Happily Ever After. That's a good choice, and it also means you haven't got a full Universal Island. I did it. I actually did it. It's all... I oh know, it was not all Orlando. We did get some UK in there. UK got a yeah, shout-out. Yeah. But I think, happily ever after, to end your day again on a desert island, I don't think I get bored of it. Every time I see it, you get a little lump in your throat. You can't go wrong. What What castle would you have it projected on? Okay. If you could pick a castle. I haven't been to them all, like some. No, but you've seen them. I've seen them. I'd say Paris. It does. I don't know if it works. Like, if we're not talking from a technological point of view, yeah, that's for someone else to work yeah. out. Paris Castle is stunning. Like, it's that's a real castle, right? Is that that's actually made out of like proper stone and no? I have no idea. I thought they they maybe this is just fairy tale, but I thought it was like we're building a park in France. We need to, these got real castles. I know they they definitely took inspiration from real castles because as you say it's in france we can't we can't mess about yeah, here they've got real castles there's here. a real dragon underneath it Re- yeah it's real yeah so, so because I, and also they don't have to prepare like they have to fiberglass it to prepare for hurricanes i guess as well like yeah. they do. um I, could, I, I think it had to be don't get me wrong i think the 50th magic kingdom was beautiful the new color i wasn't sure on it at first and i don't i think the color's still there but obviously they've removed all the but i don't know if they're gonna do something for the hundred i guess but are all the parks going to do something for the 100? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, sure they're not going to mess around with Happily Ever After again. When is that next year, 2024? I thought the 100 had kind of started, hadn't it? I know the stuff's in the, the stuff in the shops, but I don't... I don't. Yeah. Just don't mess around with Happily Ever After again. I, I think that was a big move, because when that went, that, that angered a lot of people. And I'm like the biggest hypocrite, because I'm... And I know me and you talk about it a lot. When a ride goes, especially at Disney... People have a meltdown every time, especially Epcot. And it's like, I'm very, very much a person that's like, if you get rid of it, as long as something good comes, I'm okay with it, minus ET. Yeah, you got to have a, if you're just shutting something, then no, that's bad. Yeah. Like, Wonders of Life sat there doing nothing. Um, or Poseidon's Fury, potentially sitting there and doing nothing. Yeah. If something good comes in, like, let's go, I liked Great Movie Ride. It was a great ride. I haven't done Mickey's uh, Railway yet, but Fantastic. I'm sure it's a great ride Fantastic. and a good replacement. Should they have done both, considering the size of the place they've got in Orlando? Probably. Yeah, I but... mean, that, the capacity is a different issue, but replacing, I think people need to get over it most of the time. But then when Happily Ever After happened, I remember thinking, I almost threw a tantrum because I was like, how, how could you? Like That show was still, oh, it was a few years in, but I was like, it's still quite fresh. Why not just update it? And that's what I think they realised afterwards. I'm not, I don't work for Disney management, nor do I have Intel, but I was like, I think a lot of people just said you, you didn't need, you could have just tinkered with it rather than destroy the show and start a new one. And that's what I think, because they've added some new bits, which I haven't seen yet since we opened. So yeah, happily ever after for me, makes me emotional every time. Be a good way to close off a day on a desert island, I think. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's the standard kind of, a Disney end to the day is always going to be a good end to the day. Yeah. I don't think anyone does nighttime shows like Disney. No, because um, you've got the Hogwarts show. Doesn't it's only like five minutes, but it also doesn't doesn't hit you there. No, 
and then, like, I didn't I didn't grow up with Harry Potter, so I've got no Harry yeah. Potter reference. So I don't know if that's great or not. It's, it's technologically great, but it doesn't just something Disney does. And to be fair, like I haven't, I've never seen a nighttime spectacular at Disneyland Paris because the last time I went was COVID times. They weren't doing it, so I've heard good things. Although that's ending too, right? No, so they're currently, uh, they're currently showing. Uh, dreams. Dreams. I want to say. Oh, you I could have got that completely wrong. They've just switched out for the old one, which was really good. They're always trying out. And they're show. on the really good one now, which is the one I saw when I first went. Okay. Which actually, what I like about a projection show is if it actually uses the castle and the shape of the castle, yeah. not just use it as a projection screen, but actually use the shapes. And that's what I feel the old Disney at Paris did, and it currently does. And then obviously you have the drone bit at the end. That'd be Sorry, cool. at the start. So that could be a challenger, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, and I'm trying to think of other parts, and I know there was nighttime shows on our America trip, but we tended to skip them <laughs> for things like the Beast Night Ride. I don't regret that. No, I do regret not going back to Dollywood. Dollywood Drawing Show, the Hollywood uh, Holiday World Drawing Show, we skipped yeah. Kings Island 50th, which from the from Claire and Kelly, they said it's amazing. But I trust their opinion. We were that was. That was the Beast Night Ride, wasn't it? That was the Beast Night Ride. I trust their opinion. But that that, that was a coaster trip. So that yeah. the Beast I don't regret because I was like, that was one of the best coaster experiences ever. But the I do regret not going back to Stonywood because I just laid in bed that night. But I was tired. So <laughs> we did we did watch AEW Blood and Guts. We so, did. So that was yep. that was so it swings around about yeah. Really. yeah. Yeah, I think for now, no one in my opinion, still no one does it like Disney. So happily ever after locked in. That's a, cool. good, that's a good desert island. Good island. We'll recap the island. So, your, your coaster, Velocicoaster. I think we can all agree it's a great coaster. Yeah. No need to say anything else. We've got E.T. Sentimental. Probably, is it the best classic dark ride in the world? Maybe. Mm, I mean, Maybe. I think a lot of people would say things like Haunted Mansion and stuff. But I'd take E.T. over... I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm deciding you on your island here, but <laughs> I would take no, E.T. over yeah. Haunted Mansion. Sentimental-wise. Would so I take E.T. over Pirates Paris? Don't know. Maybe. But I'll go with As best. a dark ride, no. But for the reasons. Yeah, yeah, for the reasons. For the reasons. <laughs> for the reasons. <laughs> then we've got your Ride Zero, which we ended up with Nemesis. Had to be. And we finished today with Disney Nighttime Spectacular. Happily ever after. Happily ever after. That's oh. a good desert island. For yeah. Me anyway. How many days do you think on the island it would take for you to get bored? To get but you bored. You think that's that's it? You've got that. But remembering, you've also got Dawn FM to listen to. Oh, mate, I'm sorted. You've got the Lion King to watch. I don't think I could. I don't think I could, because yeah, okay, we got two coasters there. But we got the dark ride in ET. No, I'm I'm chilling. I'm I'm. Don't get me wrong. I'm lonely, <laughs> but I'm chilling because I can. Yeah, like you say, got some nighttime entertainment. I do want music. Do I want a film? Do I want night rides? Who knows? We got. Do you want night rides while listening to Dawn FM? Now, if you put Dawn FM over Nemesis, would that less, work? Less than zero as you're roaring round. I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm pretty content. Okay. Well, we'll lock, we'll lock the entire island in. We're in. We're in. What's the name of the island? 
whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Bobby's Island. Bobby's Island sounds <laughs> interesting. It sounds like a dodgy shop in South End on Sea. Islands of Bob Venture. I kind of hate it. <laughs> it's great. And then we have sorted it. Yeah. Okay. So Islands of Bob Venture is locked in. <laughs> Woohoo. Cool. Well, thank you for joining us today on The Dip. Um, anything you want to leave the listeners with? Tell them where you are, where they can find you. Well, number one, thank you for having me. First guest. I'm very honoured. So I feel a little bit like I've gone through the emotions. It uh, is getting a little bit sweaty in the stargazing part. It's, it's, it's quite a warm day and the doors are closed and I'm looking forward to getting some air. But no, thank you for having me. Um, you can find me on... I'm still going to call it Twitter. I'm not having Yeah, it. no, it's definitely Twitter still. Yeah. Twitter, uh, at the Bobby Healy. Uh, Instagram, at the Bobby Healy. And YouTube, at Bobby Healy, I think that one. Just search Bobby Healy, it'll come yeah, up. Yeah, find Bobby Healy. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you. That was Desert Island Parks. Thank you for listening and a massive thank you to our guest. Please remember to subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on all social media at The Dip Podcast.